Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey, what's going on? It's Metal Shop, and I'm here with talking with someone who has been holding down the Northwest death metal scene since, like, 1992, I think, when, when you first started Plague Bearer, the Drawn and Quartered, and, and you've been going strong since. This is Kelly Kusiemba. Kusi is that how I spell your last name? Or pronounce your last name? Uh, we, we pronounce it Kasimba. Kasimba. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Close. Kelly Kasemba from Drawn and Quartered and uh, and also Plague Bearer. So uh, first off, I got to ask: uh, These are weird, unprecedented times. How are you doing personally? Uh, are you at home? Are you for, are you uh, an essential worker? What's going on with you? Personally, doing great. Good. And uh, yeah, I, I'm an essential worker in a grocery store. So okay. I mean, I'm not I'm no hero, but uh, I work in a deli and. In a grocery store, so I still have a job and That's everything's good. going great. <laughs> There's no traffic, plenty of parking. Yeah, get a little bit of hazard pay. Might even get some Trump bucks. Well, there you so, go, man. Very fortunate person. Um, yeah, I have kind of been preparing my life for something like this for years. I mean, I started Plague Bearer, like you said, in 1992. Yeah. Um, and I've been kind of expecting some, some some plagues and pandemics and, you know, with our current American government, um, I'm not surprised that we're in the situation that we're in. Um, but, yeah, me personally, I'm doing great. Good. Um, very fortunate so far. Um, you know, I mean, there's a long road ahead until the situation reverts to normal. But uh, I think we all realize that uh, we're not going to we're not going to be going back to normal. It, it'll be a thought. new normal, right? It's going to be a new normal. And, you know, right now I'm I'm enjoying it. I mean, not people dying. Yeah, obviously. But um, the slow down pace and catching our breath and, you know, um, if I was in my tw- mid early twenties, I'd be going nuts. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I've done a lot of things. I've had a lot of experiences, many concerts, many wonderful things, and uh, I'm okay with staying home. I got plenty to do here. Mm-hmm. I'm never running out of things to do around here. Good, right From, on, man. You know, working on music to uh, yard work to non music hobbies to yeah. just being the head of the household, taking care of my Wife and my cat <clears throat> keeps me pretty busy, so 
I think I think the cats I think the cats are ready for people to to go back to work. The cats want their own time, right? Well, we have a senior cat. Oh, so okay. She's a little more demanding. Okay, so. fair enough. Fair enough. We want extra snugs and nice. extra outside time, and yeah, uh, he really likes having me around. I mean, honestly, my life isn't much different right now. Um, I. Don't really go out that much anyway, and most of the shows I go to are the ones that I play. Yeah. So I try to play a lot of shows, and that's where I usually buy my music, and that's yep. pretty much my social life. And, you know, I can't wait to get back out there and play some shows. Yep. But uh, my normal, regular routine has not changed much. Okay, right on, man. Well, uh, let's let's talk about the music then, because you said you're working a little bit on some music, and and uh, so you are all you. So you do Plague Bearer, and then also Drawn and Quartered. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, because I, I'm more familiar with Drawn and Quartered, but tell me about Plague Bearer, uh, and and um, so from what I uh, understand here, Drawn and Quartered actually kind of started as Plague Bearer, and then you you broke off the two as as two separate entities. Yeah, I mean. Um... There's kind of a, a triumvirate of bands that I've that I do, and Plague Bear was the first, mm-hmm. and then we changed the name to Drawn and Quartered because yeah. the drummer. Well, we, we found a drummer around 1994, and he didn't really like that name, so we came up with Drawn and Quartered. And a couple of years later, I found myself with a little free time, and I thought. I just decided to kind of revive Plague Bearer. Yeah. So um, the last time I played shows with Plague Bearer, we it was like 1994, and then we changed to Drawn and Quarter. But oh, it was probably about five years later <clears throat> I started. I kind of revived Plague Bearer, and, nice. uh, and I had done some recordings about four demos off and on. Um, the third band of the Triumvirate is called Winds of Pestilence. Okay. And that is a band that we performed as um, from 2004 to 2008. We made one demo. So I kind of rolled that into the Plague Bearer uh, set. And uh, we released a demo of Plague Bearer and Winds of Pestilence uh, last year on the... Uh, Plague Bear Winds of Pestilence CD uh, on Crucible Productions. So, so Plague Bear, yeah, started off something I uh, uh, kicked off, uh, did some research. I thought I was looking for a subject, a new topic other than gore and Satan. And to me, plagues and um, the bubonic death in particular. That was uh, horrifying, and you know, and we're experiencing something like that today. Yeah, very fitting, uh, right? Coincidentally, and uh, so Plague Bear, I did a few demos over the years, and it was always drawn and quartered members helping me out, maybe yeah. with a, a drummer, a friend on the side. Uh, finally, 2017, um, I ran into one of the drummers that I used to play with, and uh, uh, we decided we'd start jamming again, and we revived Plague Bear. We started doing some shows, and I've uh, been working on. And we ended up releasing all the Plague Bear recordings, including the Lens of Pestilence demo. And, you know, we have two full-length compilation CDs. But we have taken our favorite tracks from from the history of Plague Bear and a couple from the Winds of Pestilence era. And uh, we've been playing those live, and we've been working on a recording. 
started doing a recording, I don't know, a year or so ago. But okay. We decided we didn't, how the drums were coming along. So yeah. uh, we are going to record a full-length Plague Bear CD with our new, our current lineup. And i uh, got a couple of new songs, too. So I've been working on that. Um, it's been kind of slow going, but we've been playing live a lot. So that's been kind of fun. Uh, I am working on a brand-new drawn and quartered record. I'm not... Killer. Making a big fuss about it, but uh, yeah, he, uh, the drums have been recorded. Awesome. I working on rhythm guitars. Um, waiting for a new tube screamer to come in the mail and okay. another microphone. So I'll be tracking some rhythm guitars here, and uh, there's obviously no rush. So uh, gonna buckle down and uh, try to come up with some interesting leads. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe compose some things which I haven't done in a long time it's all been whammy bar tap <clears throat> death metal stuff yeah but, uh, everyone's guitar solos have really like stepped up a notch in the last five years or so <laughs> from a period of time where nobody even wanted guitar solos there was a period where nobody was doing guitar solos now everyone's shredding all over the place I know. Like, gosh I'm <laughs> start practicing again <clears throat> Yeah, the the last record, the one who lurks, you guys put out in 2018 was a fucking killer record. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm stoked to hear the new stuff from you guys uh, whenever that comes out, and, and like you said, no rush on it. Um, but I, I'm I'm curious. So you guys are uh, pretty uh, pretty iconic as far as the Northwest death metal scene, and just holding it down for for you know since the early mid 90s. Um, what was your first like foray into into death metal? Like, what was the first thing that kind of tipped you off into the underground death metal scene? Whether it be like a show or an album. Oh well, I mean, it's hard to say because I've kind of watched the transition of metal from Black Sabbath to our modern day. So yeah. I mean, it went from heavy metal and new wave of British heavy metal. To thrash, yep. like really fast. I mean, there was a little period of there where it was like what we called speed metal, and mm-hmm. then this phrase death metal came along, and there was yep. thrash metal, and uh, we just weren't sure. And, and the next thing you know, I mean, it wasn't too long until we had Bathory. Mm-hmm. So it went from Quiet Riot to Bathory in a matter of uh, <laughs> a few years. So uh, metal evolved so quick. I mean, I stumbled upon Venom, and I loved Destruction, and of course, Possessed. I had seen Possessed and Slayer perform in 1985, and I mean, that was mind-blowing. I, I think that, I mean, I had been listening to Metallica and Slayer and heavy music for years, but uh, that concert in particular, Slayer and Possessed, I was like, bam, that, that blew my mind, and from then on, I was... I kind of had a feeling of the kind of music I might want to play. I mean, yeah. but I also loved King Diamond. I loved Boston. I loved all kinds of music. So it was really hard for me to nail down exactly what I wanted to do with music. I yeah. loved classical music. I loved classic rock. I loved Jimi Hendrix. So finally, um, I had joined a little band. We called ourselves Septicemia. Yeah. And and that was around here. The, uh, we did a little demo, which uh, no one's probably ever going to hear because it's... <laughs> pretty horrible but uh that was um the members of that band kind of turned me on some grindcore that okay. i heard like napalm death turned me on to like carcass and one day somebody played the uh, altars of madness Uh-oh. <laughs> and uh, this is around 1992 93 and that okay. just blew my mind and uh 
uh, yeah, I knew right then and there. I was like, okay, here we are. A little classical, a little thrash, yeah. uh, just totally over-the-top drumming. And I had heard Carcass. I'd heard um, uh, Bolt Thrower. And yeah. uh, I'd been to, like, a bunch of bands from Earache and stuff from the late 80s, early 90s. But, yeah, Orbit Angel. And then, you know, it took a little longer to grow on me. But the first inhalation was just, mm. wow. had a lot of cool nuances and subtleties that I thought were really cool. And then Incantation's first record just floored me. It was just so heavy. So thunderous. I mean, the first listener to it might not have really hit me. And then one day it would just slam. I was like, whoa, there's that Black Sabbath vibe I love. Yep. So those three bands really have really kind of shaped Drawn and Quartered. But I mean, I love Carcass and Deicide mm-hmm. and Black Metal, Immortal, Dark Throne, um, Everything. So Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath. Yeah. I mean, it's all in there. I don't know. People mainly just name a few of our influences that are obvious because of the tunings yeah. and some of that. But yeah, I mean when I heard that Morbid Angel, that was that was it. I mean <clears throat> That was it, man. Take off from there, dude. That's that's a kill it's still uh, a killer record. Right yeah. There. yeah, that was great. So uh, we're actually going to go into a song here. This is uh, Deliverance to the Worms, and uh, you can actually pick this up uh, from The One Who Lurks, uh, the record uh, that was put out in 2018. So we're going to go into some Drone and Quarter, and we'll be right back. It's Metal Shop.
So I wanted to ask you about the label, uh, Cruciator. Is that how you say it? Pronounce it Cruciator, but Cruciator, uh, Cruciator. Okay, my bad, my bad. Right on, Cruciator. Is that your label or is it? Well, this label had released a tape by a band called. I can't even remember the name right now, <laughs> but uh, I ordered a tape. You know, one of my buddies <clears throat> had released a demo, and who I'd met like at a show or something one time, and and uh, paroxysm. Oh yes, paroxysm. yep. And I had met one of the guys at a show years ago. It was like in Texas or something, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's like I noticed, like, oh my gosh, he finally got around to putting out his demo years later. So I ordered that from Cruciator and uh, we started chatting and he noticed it was me, Kelly, from Drawing Quartered. Yeah. And, uh, I had been working on a little recording and he was going to master it for me. And then we just started working together. Uh, so Cruciator's out of France. Yeah. And uh, the label manager, owner, CEO, this is a... Uh, pretty amazing music producer so he has been helping us and doing some other things too but yeah cruciator helped really had a lot to do with the one who lurks because that was going to be an experiment Mm -hmm. i mean we hadn't had a label for a while Mm -hmm. and our drummer left in 2012 that we'd had for 10 years yeah i wasn't really sure what we were going to do. I didn't have a, really have a label at the time. And mm-hmm. then the studio was working at, and uh, I recorded some songs. I was sick of them. I thought, you know what? I don't feel like re-recording them. I'm just going to put them on a, on a cassette tape, and I ended up doing that, the uh, proliferation of disease tape. I mean, it's made on a four-track. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to try this one more time, one last recording yeah. uh, with the four-track. And uh, I was going to try to do it where each no bouncing, just each track would be as is and get the best quality I could from a four track. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a cassette task cam four two four. I mean, pretty limited. But I just wanted to challenge myself and see what I could do. And, yeah. You know, the real results I don't know how they would have been, but my four two four broke down and I wasn't able to do that. So we kinda of transferred everything onto a new task cam two uh-huh. track digital. And uh, as we were working through it, using that original demo as a template, uh, Crusader was going to help uh, master that for me, and he convinced uh, me that we should redo the drums. So we redid the drums, and he mixed and mastered it, and it came out as the one who lurks, and he did an amazing job. And oh, yeah. I'm, I am not a professional recording engineer, but I've been working on tracking you know, guitars, bass, and drums, outsourcing, I mean, not drums, guitar space and vocals and yeah. outsourcing the drums and outsourcing the mixing and mastering. So, yeah, the one of her lyrics came out amazing. And now we're, we're working on a new record. And, I mean, you know, learned how to mic, mic the guitars better and, you know, take my time. And, you know, I was kind of rushing the one who lurks a little bit. I was like, God, I got this other record written. I want to get this one done. I'm yeah. always kind of pushing, 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 and it's like, oh, I've been sitting on a record for about two or three years, and it's already written. We love it. So. Nice. So we're working on, and that's not even the one we're working on. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote more songs, and anyway, we're working on a new record, and uh, awesome. it won't be too much longer, a couple months. I mean, I guess we could probably put it out this year. Uh, 
I, I, you know, so Crusader has done a lot for me. Uh, they did a vinyl version of uh, one of our best records called Hail and Pearl Darkness. Yeah. They released a cassette version with bonus tracks of the Beating Hills Furnace recording. Yeah. Um, reissued the uh, our very first record called To Kill This Human. Mm-hmm. And they also did another version. I can't believe it. But, yeah, another 10-song um, CD version of the proliferation of disease recording that i did on that four track yeah I mean, it's pretty necro so i mean uh, you know i kind of question like oh is this a good idea to put out <laughs> this not great sounding recording but i mean i can't take it back so sure. it is what it is and so we've decided I, I took my five favorite songs off that recording yeah. and we're recording new studio versions of that plus four new tracks that i wrote kind of with a drop A tuning. Mm-hmm. I play in B standard, but uh, sometimes I fool around with a drop A tuning. And mm-hmm. so got four brand new tracks in drop A and plus five tracks from the proliferation of disease demo that we're recording right now. And uh, I think it's going to be fantastic. That's awesome, man. Oh, dude, stoked to hear new music from you. It sounds like uh, it sounds like you're staying busy. It's awesome to hear. Uh, we're talking with Kelly from Drawn and Quartered here. It's a metal shop. And uh, before we get into another one, another song from you, um, I, I gotta ask you, man. I'm gonna put you on the uh, put you on the spot. So we all know the big four of Thrash, uh, or at least that's what they say: the Slayer and the Anthrax and Metallica and Megadeth. Uh, being, you know, a death metal band, I gotta ask you, what is your big four of death metal? My big four, it's pretty easy. I mean, it's it's, it's hard because Drawn Quarter actually has a lot of influences from DSI, Dismember, Napalm Death, uh, a million bands, Obituary. Sure. But I think the the real foundation, and this is going to be tough, I mean, obviously Morbid Angel played a huge part mm-hmm. in Cantation, Immolation, are very, very obvious influences. The last one, I mean, that's tricky. I would probably have to say, what's it going to be? I mean, it's got to be black metal of some sort, whether it's Bathory or Dark Throne. I mean, it's not a, the top four death metal, so maybe that doesn't count. But it would have to be black metal for me, some kind of black metal band, Emperor or Immortal, okay. uh, Marduk, uh Oh, I mean, if it was just a death metal band, it'd be hard to say. Mortician, uh, Dismember, Entombed, but definitely those three: Morbid Angel, Incantation, Immolation, and another one. I just don't know. It's hard to say. Cannibal Corpse. I mean, so many. Yeah, there's so many, so many that influenced us. Uh, yeah, gosh, I, I don't know. How about just first three? Just three, and then you can just add in the other one, uh, no matter, uh, depending on how you feel that day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want to, whatever tape or record you want to listen to that day. So, um, but, but I mean, black metal plays a huge part in drawing quarters. Yeah. As from the first record, and um, I mean, it all comes out as like death metal. But if you know, if you check out our catalog. There's black metal influences all over the place, especially on the last record. There's a whole song. It's just Mozart. That play, if Mozart played black metal, bam! Nice. I was watching Amadeus. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I'm going to write this riff, but it's going to be like black metal." 
That's great. And plus, our drummer Simon Dorfman, he's badass. Been in bands, <laughs> and he had been playing in like uh, Inquinoc mm-hmm. and Shaded Entity, mm-hmm. and he was just like a masterful drummer. I mean, I first played a show with them Inquinoc in like 2003. Yep. And I just thought they were sorry. I thought they were fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, he definitely played a huge part in that. Every time I saw him play with a band, I was like, wow, this band's great, too. It's like, oh, well, Simon, he, yep. he's got a lot to do with it. He's a really great drummer. So There's a common you know, thing there. You, <laughs> yeah, there's something going on here. So uh, I was real happy when he uh, joined up and helped us out back in 2013. I also have to give a shout-out to a local death metal legend named Bo Galloway. Awesome dude. Who, yep was uh, very um, influential on me this entire time. I mean, from when I met him in, like, 92, he helped us out in 2012 for a few years yep. as a drummer at first, as a guitar player for a while. Um, so shout-out to him and Blood Ritual and Gravenlock and yep. everything that he's working on. But when uh, I had Simon helping us out, it's like, man, we got to write some music that's kind of geared towards his style, you know? Um, So some of the songs sometimes uh, that I've written recently have a lot, have him in mind when I'm doing them, so. Yeah, shout out to Simon. He's an awesome dude, too, and and, uh, what a beast. It's fun to watch him play drums, too, because he's just, he just puts so much, dude, he just puts so much energy. It's like he's literally beating the f*** out of his drums, man. He's very entertaining to watch. Yeah. And with, between him on drums and Herb on vocals and bass. Yep. I just stand there and try not to look too goofy. Um, <laughs> those guys are awesome. Man. Yeah, They're dude. Really, fun, really fun to work with. And, you know, I mean, given that we aren't able to rehearse much, and we weren't, you know, we don't re- really rehearse John and Quarter that much, mm-hmm. unfortunately. That's why I've got a lot of other bands, so I can try to keep keep up on my instrument. Yeah, get too rusty. So that's why I do all the various bands. Uh, but when I get with those guys, I mean, it just clicks. And uh, it was definitely, I'm real happy with uh, our band. I would like to have a second guitar player, but mm-hmm. it's really hard to do because we just don't have that much going on, and we're not mm-hmm. rehearsing that much. And uh, you know, it's some rehearsing for shows and some writing. So it's kind of hard to squeeze that person in. Um, I have worked with some people and um, it's just tough, but it would be great for, I would love to someday figure out a way to add a second guitar player. Uh, I don't know if it would really be worth someone's while, but uh, maybe uh, one of these days, maybe. Yeah. Well, right it's on. tough to be a one guitar player guy, one guitar player. Guy. <laughs> I imagine. Uh, yeah. It's uh, you got to pull off a lot, yeah. And you know. yeah, I am not that good. And, uh, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, and I don't have that much time to practice. I mean, I try, I, I, I try, and you know, I have good shows, and sometimes not as good. So it's hit and miss. Uh, I will continue working and striving to be the best I can. But yeah. it would be nice to have a second guitar player sometimes. Fair enough, man. Well, uh, yeah, uh, dude. So. Uh, is there any final words you want to say before we jump into a uh, the second song here from Drown and Quarter? Uh, hey, I really appreciate uh, everyone who supported us all these 
years and everyone who's been who's participated in the band and a band member come mm-hmm. to a show bought a t-shirt I have so many friends uh in seattle tacoma around the world portland's like a second home to us yeah so many people i mean drawn and quartered you know i'm you know i do a lot for drawn and quartered but let me tell you this band exists because of hundreds of people throughout the years yeah. thousands People around the world, and I'm uh, very honored to do it, and I'll probably do it to the day I die. So, and I will be kicking off. Uh, re, uh, we are going to be working on a Plague Bearer record soon, and I'm probably going to do a Winds of Pestilence project uh, down the line to just to keep busy, keep yeah. playing my instrument, and uh, ultimately, though, you know, I just want to make great drawn and quartered records. So that's why I'm trying to play the guitar as much as I can. I'm not great, and practicing is really, really a challenge. It's kind of boring, so I'd rather <laughs> rehearse. I'd rather yeah. rehearse yeah. and write and record. Yeah. And, you know, really have – it's hard to just sit and play scales. Mm-hmm. But if you have some uh, solos composed and you're working on those and you're working on your songs, and then it's interesting and you, know, you have a purpose to it, but you know, I've been playing guitar for a long time. I've probably forgotten a lot more than I know. But uh, yeah, that's it. Shout out, thank you, Hills up the irons, and uh, we'll see you all soon. Absolutely, yeah. And we're looking for yeah. I know. We'll we'll see, man. And we'll keep updated with you. And and let me know when when you got new stuff to uh, to play. We're gonna play another one here. It's procession of uh, sorry. I keep pronouncing everything wrong, man. Uh, it's Procession of Pain here by Drawn and Quarter. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you, Kevin and Metal Shop.
and Metal Shops Backstage Pass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.